0: Adulting with Joy Spring, episode 13, welcome to it. Two months in between episodes 12 and 13, the explanation, apologies, and the 26 things I learned by 26 on this episode. It was so much easier to record episodes when I was just starting out with this podcast because I started this with the idea that I would be able to really just express myself and say the things that would usually be running through my head, um, be able to kind of process it by recording it and putting it out there and hopefully starting conversations that really matter, I, I guess, to, more to myself than to other people. And if I'm being completely honest, I really started this podcast for me. Because I missed radio, because I missed talking to a mic, and because I missed having substantial conversations with strangers through other means like whether it's the internet or radio but now it's turned into something very important for a lot of people very important to me of course but very important to a lot of people that I meet and a lot of young people at that to a lot of young people a lot of people my age a lot of people a bit older than me who I meet on a daily basis or who message me through my social media accounts telling me that the podcast has really helped them in some way. And because of that, it really has changed the weight and the gravitas, if I may say, of this podcast of Adulting with Joy Spring. From wanting to just express my ideas and start conversations, now it means that I can actually help somebody with this podcast, with this, um, I guess, platform. And I really have to apologize if If you feel like I disappeared on you for two or three months, it's for good reason. I mean, it's not good, good reason, but a lot of things happen, needless to say. So I disappeared and I haven't recorded anything the past two or three months. The last one was released March 6th because, well, April was very busy. I went to Japan. I took some time off. I rested. I, I felt like I rested for the entire month of April, but at the same time I was doing my daily show Unahiriit and you know traveling, here and there and doing work in between. And I also started a new show. Apart from Unahiriit, I have a daily news digital newscast called Stand for Truth, where I anchor with Richard Heydarian and Adam Moralejo. And you can check it out on YouTube if you are interested. Anywho, that happened and um, May. I got also super busy because I turned 26, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you for the belated happy birthdays, last May 4, the day before May 4, which is May 3, if you know how to count, Uh, uh, I (laughs) launched my single, my first ever single that I wrote and uh, Rico Blanco produced, Uh, Rico and I wrote it together. Uh, and we produced, uh, he produced it, recorded everything, we recorded everything, and we released it May 3, it was a huge, huge event, and it also became like a surprise birthday party for me, so yeah, that happened, then I got a boyfriend, look to my Instagram for that, Um, and then my grandpa died, and so many other things in between, so that is the reason why I haven't been present on the podcast. I also feel like I've been such an emotional wreck the past couple of months, past couple of weeks. So I really didn't have the audacity to, you know, put together a podcast that talks about how to go through your 20s when I couldn't even figure out how to go through the transition of my 25 to my 26 on my own and, you know, kind of just processing everything. Uh, But here, I'm back. I figured out that what better time to really record a podcast about, you know, going through life and fighting through it and being able to exceed yourself and excel even through the most difficult seasons than when you're actually going through the most difficult seasons. Um, I have to say that this birthday was perhaps the worst I've ever (laughs) had. Not in terms of like celebrations or, you know, personal relationships, but just circumstantial stuff it's it just wasn't great i i had gone through a lot of things the past couple of weeks but i'm thankful i'm grateful i i love the lord and i know that all of these things are happening um, under his sovereignty and i trust him and all that but at the same time i think one thing that we as christians have to really remember um is that it's not that we're doubting god i don't think we should doubt god we should always have a certain level of reverence towards him and trust him completely with every aspect of our life especially the bad things that happen to us but it's also okay to let yourself be to allow yourself to feel through the pain and grieve and be bereaved and and just sulk sometimes but within reasonable parameters I would always say and that means getting yourself back up finally which is what I'm doing now. So thank you for listening to that six minute intro that I just did. I am going to tell you about the 26 things that I learned now that I've turned 26. This is going to be a mouthful but i hope that you pick up something from this i realized that most of my listeners if not all of them like it better when i do my podcasts in the long format probably because most of you guys also live in the philippines and the philippines tend to drag you out for 3 or 4 hours a day just for your travel time and it would be great to have someone as talkative as me i'm not sure if great would be the right word Probably useful. Uh, It would be useful to have someone as talkative as me talking to you for 30 minutes or so about the things that I've learned through life. And I do appreciate everybody who's ever sent in topics, suggestions, and... uh, replies the messages of encouragement uh, because of adulting with joy spring i appreciate that you guys have rated this on itunes that it's trending on spotify even during the times that i wasn't uploading or anything like that so thank you thank you thank you okay on to the 26 things i learned by 26 that may or may not also apply to you Number one for the ladies out there, you can survive with just five things in your makeup kit and I suggest this. Now this is all you have in your daily makeup kit, um, first is sunscreen, powder, eyebrow pencil, lip and cheek tint, and your lip balm, that's it. Why is sunscreen important? Because prevention is always better than cure ladies, you always have to remember that. All you have to do is stay fresh and prevent yourself from getting wrinkles and all that and your goods to go. For the boys out there, always remember to have like, a, even like a tiny hygiene kit. You never know when you're going to meet someone important or if your friends all of a sudden ask you out for dinner, something, or whatever. It's always good to have that handy. Number two buying classic pieces of clothing and looking for stylish ways to reuse, recycle, and revamp them will save you so much money and keep you from wasting it on pieces you can only use once or twice. Number three, bring your own jug of water everywhere. I don't know if I even have to tell you this, but you have no idea how much money you're saving if you have your own jug of water that you bring to school, work, when you travel and also the amount of help that you're giving to the environment really by saving by not buying plastic bottled waters. I know that it sounds cliché and everyone's doing it, but really the reason why everyone's doing it is you know, it's one of those few times because it's it's actually the right thing to do. So follow the trend, use your jug of water. And anyway, you know, with the traffic in the Philippines and probably the amount of work that you're doing within a day, it's always good to be hydrated and it's one of the secrets to great skin. So listen to your ad day, okay? All right, number 4. It's okay to accept compliments politely and give one whenever genuinely possible. This is my sickness. I cannot for the life of me accept compliments the right way. I always go De, na makeup lang na, na ilawan lang na maayos. That's why I look okay today. And some people think that I'm I'm just humble bragging, but the truth is I am so awkward when it comes to compliments because I don't know what to do with them because of Regina George, you know. So you agree, you're pretty. That you're pretty. I don't I don't want to experience that, and I feel like I'm I'm always gonna experience that, or it's always in the back of my head that people are going ah, so you agree, so you agree that you're smart or that you're pretty or that whatever, but. The thing is, when somebody pays you a compliment, it's up to them if they're be- if they're sarcastic towards it or if they really mean what they're saying. So if they are really meaning what you're- they're saying, and that is the assumption that I think we have to always uphold when somebody's talking to us, um, just say thank you. Say, hey, thanks, that's really nice of you to say. That means a lot to me. I appreciate the affirmation. I go as far as saying that. And sometimes I go as far as, you know, I'm really awkward when it comes to these things but I really appreciate you for even taking the time out to tell me that I did a good job hosting or that I look pretty today because I don't usually feel that way and it's great to hear that from somebody else. So thank you. I think it's gonna be good for you but it's also gonna be good for the other person because it encourages them that kind words really go a long way and that should also be uh, the rule that we apply to ourselves. Whenever genuinely possible give a compliment out. Number five, alcohol is not a necessity for socializing. Not going with friends to clubs, pubs, or nights out won't make you miss out on a lot. Jomo. The joy of missing out, you guys. I know I know it's such a Jolo term, but Jomo really is the joy of missing out. And I have to say that this is coming from personal experience. I had a phase where I would be out every single night partying, drinking, going out with my friends. And the thing that pushed me to always go out was not because I wanted to go out, but because I didn't want to miss out on anything that my friends were experiencing or doing or talking about, and I didn't miss out. I didn't want to miss out on meeting new people, but I when I stopped going out, I had a season where I stopped going out and then I came back to going out again, I realized that there really wasn't much to miss out on. I mean, you see the same people in the clubs, you see the same types of people partying or going out and I just got tired and I feel like I was able to allot my time and my energy to more productive things when I stopped going out and drinking and doing all of these crazy "Quote unquote" fun things. Um, that's not to say that you should do the same things that I'm doing. Again, these are my personal experiences and I realized that I grew so much and I learned so much about myself when I stopped using band-aid solutions to my problems and to my emotional hurdles like drowning in alcohol or, you know, meeting new people instead of actually facing my problems head-on. So, Hopefully, you'll be able to realize that for yourself also. Number six, in relation to that, tequila as your main booze and rum cola as your chaser was never a good idea. Again, this was past life Joyce. That was my drink. I loved drinking tequila and my chaser was rum cola. And then I switched to single malt. And then after that, I got so poor from buying single malt that I just quit drinking altogether. <laughs> Number seven, quitting smoking is one of the best decisions a smoker can ever make in her lifetime. Need I say more? Number eight, traveling, studying, living, and spending holidays abroad can be some of the most life-changing experiences one can ever gain. And I did this a lot. I've been doing this a lot, traveling on my own, traveling with friends really changed the way that I looked at myself and the world around me and it gave me such a different perspective that I think I wouldn't have ever gotten if I stayed in my comfort zone. But of course, on a close number nine, I say... One must always prioritize exploring her own country. Now, I've traveled to different places in the world. I've studied, I've spent holidays, and I've been with friends there and on my own. And it's great. But it also reminded me of how important it is to really explore the Philippines also. Our country has so much to offer. We've got beautiful islands, incredible people, and amazing, the best food out there. So, go! do it. Explore the Philippines before you go out and explore the world. On a completely unrelated topic though, number 10, make sure you have clean tissue before you do your business in public toilets. No matter how dry or clean you think the seat is, don't sit unless you've sanitized it or don't sit at all, okay? It's just safer that way. Number 11, When you're about to meet someone new like a cute guy a friend is trying to set you up with or a chick your girlfriend wants to bring to your dinner, don't look up their socials before meeting them. I know that you do this because I do this. That when somebody tells me that someone's coming to dinner or that they want to introduce me to somebody, the first thing that comes to my mind is to check their Instagram and kind of like you know, background check them. Perhaps, if I'm being completely honest, judge them already if I'm gonna like them or not. Um, but it, it really doesn't help. I know that it's the norm now, but I would say that it really takes out the fun in meeting new people and making friends. So just don't do it. You'd be surprised how fun it is to meet someone completely unbeknownst to you, if that is grammatically correct. Number 12, reading two books in a month may not be the most ideal number for a so-called bookworm, that's me, but it's better than zero. I would personally suggest for you to read lots of books, read whatever you can get your hands on, read anything substantial at that, even if it's not substantial, okay, hopefully it is substantial, don't waste your time on anything that isn't, read books, read articles. It helps you. It, it makes you educated. It, it makes you grow. It gives you different perspectives. It lets you live lives that you would have not lived otherwise. So read. Number 13. Notes, cards, and sweet nothings need not only be directed to someone you're in a romantic relationship with. It can be for your mom who cooked you dinner, your friend who always remembers to check up on you, or a random wait who went above and beyond to get you that warm glass of water. A kind word, as I said, goes a long way. Number 14. If you have nothing good to say, learn to be silent. In most situations, charity trumps liberty. Number 15, it's great to take care of your body, to eat right, exercise regularly, dress up, fix your hair, make sure you look cute. But even better is to take care of your heart, feed your mind, and nurture your soul. In a world where people put such a value, such an extravagant value on how good somebody looks, how good somebody's life looks, don't ever forget that what really matters is the inside. Your heart, your head, your soul, what feeds it? What gives you motivation every day? What do you live for? What kind of person are you? The kind of characteristics and values that you have, does it matter? Does it do other people good? Does it do you any good? Does it do the people around you any good? That's the most important thing. That's so much more important than how you look or how your life looks on Instagram. So always remember that. Number 16, too much small talk is a waste of precious time. I personally am not a fan of small talk. I know that some people are more comfortable doing small talk because they just... You know, you feel like you'll never meet this person again, or you don't want to invest your emotion or your mental capacity to somebody who doesn't seem to be as invested as you. And I understand that. And I sometimes feel like small talk can be necessary in other situations, and it's polite to do small talk. But I personally would just want to get to important matters, you know, ask someone how they actually are, what they're going through, ask them about their hobbies, be interested, have deep conversations, have conversations about faith, politics, get into trouble, if you must, you know, get into an argument, but please, just don't waste your time on small talk, if you do not want to get involved with someone or you know, have these difficult conversations about life and things that actually matter, then just don't talk. Honestly, why are you even there? If you don't want to talk about the important things, why are you even there? Right? Do other things like listen to music or go do your hobby or exercise, right? Because You know, small talk, it it gets tiring for both parties. I personally believe that. Again, these are 26 things I learned that applies to me. But I don't know, maybe it applies to you too. Maybe you're going through it also. Maybe it's something that you need to learn or hear. So here I am. Anyway, number 17. There are no ordinary, quote-unquote, human beings. Each person that we interact with is an immortal soul that we ought to value. It really gets easy to forget this and you look at someone and you're like, okay, that person is the family that they come from or the work that they do or the number of Instagram followers that they have. But you have to remember that every person that you meet is an immortal soul. They have an immortal soul within them and you have to value them as such. Their dreams, their heartaches, their journeys, and their pains, their joy, their ideas, their life, they are all of value. We have no superiority above anybody. And we are made in the image of God, which gives us intrinsic value. Because of that, um, each of us, no matter our race, our gender, our background, our flaws, our incapabilities, we have that intrinsic value because God made us. So always remember that. Value people. Respect them. Don't ever feel superior over someone. And don't ever allow anyone to make you feel inferior. Because you are valued. God loves you. And that's the most important thing that you have to remember. Number 18. On a lighter note, drinking more than 8 glasses of water can make you look bloated. But it also does wonders for the natural glow of your skin. And in that, I say, learn to choose your battles. Number 19. The kind of music you regularly listen to can change the way you live your life and interact with people. I would say also that the kind of books that you read, the kind of politics or news channel that you watch, the kind of people that you surround yourself with, the kind of information that you digest on a regular basis, it basically molds the way that you see the world. It molds your worldview. So very careful be very very careful and because those are very important things number 20 for the ladies out there having a set of guy friends whom you love and can trust completely is amazing i have to say i have a lot of great guy friends but building and maintaining deep relationships with close girlfriends for us to have as sisters whom we can relate to grow with be mentored by and care for is one of the biggest blessings a girl could ever have. It's really life-changing. And I never believed in this. I always said nah, I liked having guy friends more than girlfriends because it was just easier. You know, guys are not dramatic. They're not as emotional. Not saying that all girls are dramatic or emotional, but biologically, we tend to be more veering towards that side of our of our personas like we 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 get in touch with our emotions so much easier than guys do except for me i'm kind of a guy that way that i don't like discussing my emotions but when I started to grow as a young woman, now that I'm 26, I've realized that majority of the growth that I've had was because of the kind of relationships that I fostered with the women I'm close with. And when I became closer to my girlfriends, to Tin, Faith, Rona, all the other girls that I'm with, my d-group, my d-group ladies, it changed who I am. It made me more feminine, yes. Made me even more emotional, perhaps. But it also made me accept myself better. And that's very important. Number 21, when you lose your temper, when you snap, or do anything out of impulse that you end up regretting, the next best step is to admit that you were wrong, apologize, and make it better. What we have to realize, and what I have to realize, I'm literally preaching to myself here. I have a temper problem. I sometimes do have a temper problem. I lose my isht. I just I get mad because I'm a perfectionist and it's not a good thing to be a perfectionist because nobody's perfect and absolutely nothing is perfect. So you always be disappointed. The problem with being a perfectionist is the the thing that follows perfectionism is just anger management issues, I would like to say, in a personal perspective. I just I get angry easily. I snap. My temper is bad. And what I realized is... You tend to control... I, by the grace of God and by the Holy Spirit, I'm slowly changing. But when I do snap, in the times that I do lose it, you know, there's a term, lose. you lose it. Because it really is like that. You just, you just lose it. All you have to do is apologize. Apologize to that person. Apologize to God. Pray. And then make it better. Admit that you were wrong. And then make it better. At the end of the day... We're all human beings. We make mistakes. We tend to say things that we don't mean. We go through seasons of our life where we're just down in the dumps and we don't know what to do. We lose it. And we can't really do anything about that. It's human nature. It's we're sinful by nature. So you ask God for forgiveness. You ask God's help for that person to forgive you also and you ask God to be better. You ask God for the Holy Spirit to transform you so that you can be better so that you can be a better representation of the God that you serve and a better representation of the person that you want to become. So, there. Number 22, and this is very important. When you want something, within reasonable parameters, of course, go ahead and ask for it or work for it. When you don't know the answer, just say so. Honesty, even when it makes us feel uneasy, dumb, dumb needy or dependent is always better than faking your way for the sake of pride or ego. And I know that's hard. It's hard to admit that we don't know something or that we want something that somebody can give us that we don't have, right? But at the end of the day, it's so much easier to actually say what you mean than kind of fake your way through your life. I know that's easier said than done, but it's one of the most important lessons I've ever learned. Number 23. Truth is of utmost value. We must seek to uphold it every time. But truth must always be undergirded by love, or else it will fall on deaf, sometimes even hostile ears. What do I mean by this? If your coworker is not performing well, if your schoolmate is just not doing good with her homework or her group participation, if your mom is being unrealistic and unreasonable, tell them. But always undergird it with love. Do it always with love. I mean, my gosh, you can't really just say, wow, you look horrible today that's that's true yes probably but it's not loving so when we say the truth it has to always be in a loving manner for it to actually be heard and that's the most valuable thing that we can really do for somebody it's to tell them the truth but do it lovingly i've had my fair share of this the past couple of weeks also i guess I've been a very difficult person to handle because I've just been going through a lot and sometimes when you're going through a lot, you feel like you're entitled for to some brattiness and that's not necessarily always true. I mean, it should never be an excuse. Um, what you're going through should never be an excuse as to how you treat other people around you but I've been using it as an excuse in the sense that when i'm tired i'm tired i don't want to talk to anybody i don't want to deal with anything if i don't want to deal with it don't make me deal with it and that doesn't really work out well when you're in a relationship i guess because being in a relationship means that you need to put the other person in front of you and that means that if they want to discuss something if they're hurt you have to address that even if you're also going through something so i say this because Wancha has been telling me the truth that I didn't want to hear but he did it lovingly and so I listened. He was telling me that I was being very difficult. I wasn't cooperating. I was just shutting him off. I was pushing him away. I was being selfish but he didn't say it in that manner. He said it in a manner that was so loving that I just... I had to listen, you know? I had no choice but to listen because he wasn't screaming at me. He wasn't judging me. He was just telling me the truth so that I could be better for myself. Not just for him. Not just for the people around me. Not just for the people who actually care for me. But for myself. And that, my friends, is how you really go about it. It's how you love another person. It's loving them enough to tell them the truth and doing it in such a careful, understanding manner that they have no other reason not, they have no reason not to listen. All right, number 24, love fearlessly like you've never been hurt before. Love like you mean it. Love those who can never reciprocate you Do charity, volunteer, help someone out. Serve those who are in need. Care for those who have no capability to later on care for you. Surrender your wills and your wants and your pleasures and your happiness in loving and serving others. And I tell you, you will find contentment and joy. I know this because this is what God has commanded us to do. It's what's written in the Bible that for you to find life, you find it in Christ and That's where you find it. And then what Jesus says after is to love others as you love yourself. And what I've realized also in whatever I've achieved or accumulated in this short lifetime that I've already had and consumed, there really is no satisfaction in anything from this earth. The satisfaction is in the Lord and then loving and serving others. Number 25, everything in this world is fleeting. All our treasures and our cultures and our nations, they are all mortal. They eventually end or die. We all eventually end and die. Our heart craves for what lasts forever though. So that's weird, right? Um, We want something that lasts forever. You, You see this in the music that we listen to, the kind of movies that we watch. People want to live forever. People want to be loved forever yet we seek to find them in finite things and beings we store our treasures and our hopes our joy and our love on things that eventually fade away and at some point what we'll realize is that all these things are purposeless and they can be in vain we yearn for eternal life we want unwavering joy we want you know we want to see something that lasts forever And we're fascinated by finding love that lasts forever. Why is that? You have to ask yourself this very important question at some point in your life. Why do I have this intrinsic want inside me to be forever loved, forever joyful, forever, you know, filled with life? Why is that? And I've realized that, you know, you can only find that in Christ. And the reason why we have that in us is because we we want to be with the lord we are created for him and the saint augustine quote i think is you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they can find rest in you and i think that that was the most important lesson that i learned in ever in my life (laughs) that I've I've always wanted something more. I've always some I've always wanted something eternal. I've always wanted something that lasts forever. And that something, I've come to realize, is a relationship, a personal relationship with my Maker, with the Lover of my soul. And once I I started pursuing that relationship, then everything else followed. This is not to say that I'm a perfect Christian or that I do everything by the book or that i have never sinned after i accepted christ my gosh if i'm being completely honest i i have to say i'm such a failure as a christian i still have my my seasons of pruning and i've hurt the lord so much i would like to say not that he i can hurt him me puny human being but i've i feel like i've disappointed god so many times in my life but that's a thing. When God looks at you and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's no longer your righteousness that he sees, but the righteousness of Christ imputed in you. Meaning that when Jesus died on that cross and once you accept him as your Lord and Savior and follow him with all your might, with with everything that you've got and you carry your cross every day, you deny yourself and you just follow the Lord your your life is transformed in the sense that it's no longer the life your life that you're living but it's the the life of christ in you and i think and i think that's that's the most important thing that we could ever ever have and ever pursue in our lifetime so there Last but not the least, number twenty-six, lessons worth keeping are lessons learned through mistakes, heartaches, adventures, and years worth of growth. And from this episode, I hope that you've heard some of the most important lessons that I've deemed to be worth keeping. Some of them deep, others not so deep. Well, perhaps maybe all of them for you are not deep at all. But these are things that I really value and lessons that have really changed my life and how i am as a woman so that's it for this episode of adulting with joy spring a quick update quick life update yes and the 26 things i've learned at 26 this is actually a modified list that i published last year i published 25 things i learned by 25 but it's different if you're actually you know talking to the mic about what i've learned so hopefully you guys also learned a couple of things here um and thank you for, to everyone who's been who have been sending me messages of encouragement sending me requests to really do this podcast um and just sending their condolences of course their happy birthdays all in a month's work Um, And hopefully you'll be back for more. I promise to upload more episodes and hopefully I'll do it again weekly. But if you haven't already, please do um, follow this playlist. Also check out my single. It's called Bakasakali. It's a song that I wrote and co-produced with Rico Blanco. It's on Spotify also. Um, And share this podcast with people that you love and people that you think will be helped by it. Hopefully it is helpful. Um, And I'll see you guys again soon. God bless you. Paalam.